You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Today, we're looking at the hole in the human heart. The hole in the human heart. Yes, we're celebrating the love of God today, right here on Words of Encouragement. Congenital heart defects. A congenital heart defect is a problem with the structure of the heart. It is present at birth, and these defects are most common. They are the most common type of birth defect, believe it or not. A little trivia there for some of us who did not know, including me. There's another heart defect that is present at every person's birth. And it's the spiritual hole in the heart. It is a hole that craves to be filled in some way by something or by someone. Now, I looked up, the, I looked up this phrase. I've, you've probably heard uh, pastors use that before. There's a hole in the human heart and it, needs, and it can only be filled with Jesus. Well, this is where this idea comes from. Blaise Pascal said this. What else does this craving and this helplessness proclaim but that there was once in man a true happiness of which all that now remains is the empty print and trace. This he tries in vain to fill with everything around him, seeking in things that are not there to help he cannot find in those that are. Though none can help, since this infinite abyss can only be filled with an infinite and immutable object. In other words, by God himself. It's a lot easier to just kind (laughs) of make it smaller and say, there's a hole in the human heart and it can only be filled with God. You see that, why they don't quote this entire quote all the time. But we're looking at 1 John, 1 John chapter 4. And if you are willing and able, I'm going to ask that you stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God. And we're looking, at, we're looking at a few verses this morning, but right now, verse 9. The Bible says, By this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. May God bless the reading of his word. Please be seated. Filling the hole in the heart. If, as Blaise Pascal says, there is a void in the heart that needs to be filled with God, how is it filled? With what is it? Filled. In verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. John says, This love is from God. This is what needs to go in that hole in the human heart the love of God. And this is the love of God John speaks about, writes about here. As he, said, he says, this love that is placed in the heart of every believer. Paul wrote in his letter to the Christians in Rome that God has poured his love into believers by way of the Holy Spirit. So believers love others with a love that is from God. 
This love that fills their heart is not a made-up love. It is not a love that is manufactured by man's own will. I think I will just try my best to love someone. No. The love that is in your heart comes from God. This is a holy, supernatural, and divine love that comes from God Himself and is placed in the heart of every believer. And so you cannot say, well, preacher, I can't love that person. You can. First of all, you're right. You alone cannot. But you with God can. And the love, the ability to love somebody else is inside of you. If you've asked Christ to come into your heart and to forgive you of your sins, that love gives you the ability to love someone you just don't want to love, choose not to love, say that you can't love. But God's love can help you to love them anyway. Notice every believer has this love. The spiritual whole each person is born with is filled when and if they trust in Christ. Love one another. Loving one another is the proof of the existence of God's love in one's heart. This love that God gives us is a freeing love. It is a love that allows us and enables us to love all people. All people. Boy, I just want to stress that a lot this morning. All people. Even people who politically don't see the world as you see it. Even people who hate God. God in His love and through His love in your heart can allow you to love that person. It is possible. Why? Because it's God's love. And God loves everyone. And so that same love that He has that He's placed in your heart and mine enables us to love everyone, all people. You know just as well as I do that left to our own devices... There are people that we are going to decide just not to love. Well, they smell too bad. Well, I just don't like the way they sing. Or I don't like the way... I, they treated me bad once, and so I've chosen not to love them. Wow, how petty we can be as people. Left to our own devices, we choose not to love. But through the supernatural and divine power of the love of God, we can. We can. We, look, we can look past how they look. We can look past how they dress. We can look past how they live. We can look past how they speak. And with God's love, we can love them. We can love them all with God's love. As you love others, as you love others, you begin to know God better. Now, how would I say, why would I say that? In this loving of others, we grow to know God more. We begin to see how He sees the world and how He sees people. Every person on the earth is in need of the love of God. And when we love other people, we begin to see the way God sees. And we begin to love the way God loves our knowledge of Him grows as we love other people. And every time you put His love into action, your knowledge of God grows. Why? Because you're loving as He loves. You're loving as He loves. As we reach out to love, in love to others, God is teaching us about who He is.
He loved us. He loved us anyway. Even if we're not the most, you know, even if we're not who other people think we ought to be. Even if we're not who God thinks we ought to be. God loves us. His love ever encompassing. You're beginning to see how he views the world. You and I cannot know how God loves the world unless we first put his love into practice. We're not going to understand it until we actively love others. Boy, that's when it gets real. That's when it gets real. When we reach out in love to those who are in need, when we reach out in love to those who need to be loved, and that is everybody, when we do that, we begin to realize how God works. We look past who they are. We look past how they believe. We look past at how they uh, practice their politics. We look past it and we see a person in need of the love of God. And when we actively reach out and love that person, we are closer to being like God than ever before. Because that's the love he has for us. Do you wonder why some Christians never seem to grow in Christ? Many times that lack of growth can be traced to a lack of loving others. The hole in our heart can be filled with the love of God. The hole in our heart can be filled, only be filled with the love of God. Well, let's talk about the love that fills the hole in the heart. Look at verse 9 again. By this, the love of God was manifested in us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. By what? In what? By what? It says by, by this. By loving one another as it says in verse 7. By this. By loving one another. The, the love of God was manifested in us. This love that, that, that fills the spiritual hole in our hearts is a love that is manifested when we love one another. It is, it is not simply a comforting love. It is not simply a love that makes you feel good and safe. It is a love that must be acted upon. Oh, I feel loved by God. Good. Go share that love of God with others. When you go and actively share it and use it, it is manifested. I love that word, I'm gonna, and, and we're going to look at it in just a minute. You might, well, in fact, let's just, let's define it right now. Manifested. I love that word. What does it mean? It means to be made real. It means to cause to come into being. It means uh, to come to life. God's love, here it is, He's placed it in the believer's heart, but it's not made real. It's not come to life. It has, it has not come into being until you act on it. And so when you act on that love in accepting Christ into your heart, asking Him to forgive you of your sins, asking Him to be in charge of your life, you're acting on that love. And here it comes. It's placed in your heart. And then you've got to continue to act on that love. 
you and I, as we live in this world, must continue to act on that love. And when we do, God's love is made real. It's made real. And when, some, when you, have, you hear about these stories about how so-and-so went and they just continually ministered to someone who was, who was in need, just in need of, of just some company. And the person kept going and kept going. And they finally, they, they discovered, they saw God's love in action. They discovered the love of God in that. Because God's love was being acted on. It became real. The sharing of the love of God brings it to life to others in this world. Imagine, imagine if you will, the, the love of God as a dimmable light bulb inside of you. As you put that love into action, that bulb glows brighter and brighter and brighter. If you keep it to yourself, it may still, it, I mean, it's still there. But it's a, it's a low glow. It's, it's a dim light. Oh, it's there, but it's so dim, others are begin to wonder, do you belong to the Lord? Do you have God? Do you have Him in your life? Is Christ in your heart? Is the Holy Spirit there working? If the light is so dim, people will never know. We've got to let it shine. We've got to allow the love of God to shine brightly in our lives. That means we've got to act on that love. You know, I used to, boy, I would, I, you know, I used to think that it, wouldn't it just be nice if because you are a Christian, that wherever you go, you, you just glow. And, and, you know, and, and, and there you are. People say, oh, look. And, and they come up and on a day like today, get near you because <laughs> you're glowing. The warmth of God's love. And that would just be wonderful. You just you wouldn't have to say anything, you wouldn't have to do anything, you could just be. But that's not how it works. The love of God must be manifested. It must be made real. It must be acted upon and so that others can see it in action, so that others can see it and then experience it. That's the only way they're going to experience the love of God is if you act on it. Like I say, it would just be nice if you could just stand there. <laughs> just kind of be there. Oh, look, there's a Christian. I think I may get, they look warm. I think I'll get nearer. But that's not how it works. We've got to act on his love. We've got to live it out. John is the only writer who uses the term translated for us, one and only, to refer to Christ. This relationship we have through Christ allows us to live through Him. To live through Him. God has sent His only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In other words, because of His sacrifice, we are able to have eternal life through Him. Through Him, we can live eternally. Through Him, we have true life. True life. These people that are living without Christ are not truly living. Well, they're not dead, Brother Craig. Oh, no, they're not dead, but they're not truly living. They don't have life. That spark that God places inside of each, each one of us when we accept Christ 
into our hearts. Life. And more abundantly, the Bible tells us. Only through Him do we have that. The love of God in our hearts is revealed to the world when we love each other. The love of God is revealed. It's manifested. It's made real. When we love each other. People need to see that love. The last thing, the sharing of the love of God was His choice. Look at verse 10. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. And you've always got to look at a word you don't know and look it up when you don't know it. But as we look at this verse, the sharing of the love of God was His choice. So what is John saying here? Basically, he's saying that we did not do any act of love at any time to God, but that He did an act of love to us in sending Christ. This is love. There was nothing we did to earn His love, but love is what God did when He sent Jesus to us. That is love. That is a God who looked down from heaven and saw us in need and said, you people, I'm going to take care of you. I'm sending all of you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I'm sending him because I love you people. You don't even have the capacity to love me. You, you need me and I'm sending my son to you. We didn't deserve it. But he chose to love us. There's nothing we can do to make God love us anymore. There is nothing we can do to make God love us any less. It was his choice to love us. And that's it. When God makes a decision, he makes it. And he made it. And he decided to love us. Even though he decided to love us in the midst of us sinning. He Loves us. He made that choice. And he made sure that we knew that it was real. Because he didn't just tell us. He showed us. How much do you love your neighbor? How much do you love your family? Have you shown them? It's one thing to tell them. But have you shown them? shown them that love? Have you done something to show it, to make it real? I'm one of those that feels you have to say it and show it. I've become, I've, I've, I've become convinced that both are necessary. Because you can tell somebody that all, all their life. I love you, I love you. But if you never show them, they know it in here, but they don't know it here. They've got to know it here. We needed to know that God loved us here. And the only way we knew was when he sent his son to die on that cross for us. Which brings us to that word, propitiation. What a big word. It's a Bible word. He loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our 
sins. What does that even mean? It carries with it the idea of a payment to a God for the sins of the people. A payment. Way back in history and even today in some places, people worshipped or worship a God whom they feel they need to sacrifice to in order for Him to be happy with them. So they've got to sacrifice to a, this, their God because they don't want Him angry. And, and, and many times when the weather got bad, they, were, they thought immediately, we've done something wrong. The gods are angry with us. Oh, no. And they went and made sacrifices to their God, hoping that he would relent and not uh, bring down such horrible weather upon them. They felt that that was bad, that that was punishment for something they did wrong. They would then, then just, you know, they did the sacrifice. All this stuff happened. Jesus was the payment for us to be able to have our sins forgiven. Jesus was the one who stepped in between. Jesus is the one who gave his life for us. Jesus is the one who took the punishment that we deserve when he died on that cross. There's nothing we can do to make things right. You know, we've sinned. If we've sinned, well, then how do we make it right? Well, we just ask God to forgive us. But then what if we sin again? I mean, it just keeps happening. We have bad thoughts against people. We do things that are, that are sinful. And it's like, what, how do we get, how do we do this? How can we pay for our sins? Well, we can die for our sins and that's it. But God said, I don't want you to have to die for your sins. I will send my son to die in your place for your sins. Wow. What in the world, what, what kind of love is this? That someone would give their only son to die for the other people and to take on the punishment for other people's sins. I'm telling you today, I'm not sending either one of my boys to die for your sins. I'm not doing it. But God loves all of us so much that he did that for us. Wow. Wow. payment needed to be made. A payment by someone else, someone who is perfect, someone who lived a perfect life on this earth, just like, I mean, lived a life on this earth like us, but lived a perfect one who, was only, who could only be acceptable as the ultimate sacrifice, and that was Jesus. He made it possible. He made it possible for us to live and not get what we deserve for our sins. We deserve to die for our sins. We deserve to go to hell. That's what we deserve. But God said, you know what? I love you so much. I don't want you going there. I'm going to make it possible for you to miss hell and make it to heaven. I'm going to make it possible. I'm going to send my son. I'm going to prove my love to this world. I'm, I want them to know without doubt that I love each one of them. And this is how I'm going to do it. And he sent Jesus. This was God's choice. He was willing to lose his only son in order for us to have an opportunity to be forgiven. Paul wrote, God demonstrates his own love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Wow. Even though we were yet sinners, we weren't people looking for God. We weren't people saying, oh God, how can I make my life right in your sight? How can I get rid of my sin? Look, we weren't doing that. We were sinners. We were sinning. It's who we were. And God said, I know. I know that's who you are. That's why I'm sending Jesus. Because you are sinners and I want you to be forgiven. And I want you to be with me in heaven forever. That's what I want. And I'm going to provide the way for that to happen in your life. You too can be with me. I'm making it possible through my son's death on the cross. But I'm a sinner. I know, God says. But I'm making it possible for you to be forgiven. Of those sins. I'm making it possible. For you. Those who were living in sin. People who did not even have a desire to be forgiven. Were given a chance. Through Christ. People who did not care about Jesus. Are given a chance to make things right. How will they ever know about this chance? How will they know? Brother Craig, we got radio, we got podcasts, we got TV, we got satellite TV, we got cable TV. They have got every single type of media, Instagram, Facebook, all of these, social media even, All of these mediums through which they can hear about Jesus. Brother Craig, don't you think that that's enough? Don't you think that certainly they will find Jesus out there somehow in all of that medium, all of that mass media that's out there? Certainly you don't think that that any of us need to say anything or do anything or live out the love of God that's in our hearts because they out there have every opportunity to find Jesus. There's no real reason for us to do much, is there? Let me tell you, they need Jesus with flesh on. Listen, in a way, in a manner of speaking, that's who you and I are to this world. We are Jesus with skin on. We Glow with the love of Christ in our hearts when we act on that love and people then see it. Oh, but they've got every opportunity to watch it on TV. They can. How many are going to do that who think they don't need Jesus? I don't need Jesus. I don't need to be forgiven. I don't need to hear this gospel. Many of them are not going to voluntarily turn it on and listen. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Because through the power of God, it does happen. And when you read your upcoming, whenever you get your church newsletter, there is a letter in that church newsletter from a radio listener in our area who accepted Christ. So it does happen. But it is rare. 
What really needs to happen and what does happen when we act out on the love of God and talk to people about Jesus is that people hear the gospel and they may not have been looking for it. They may not have wanted to care about it. But for some reason you were there for some reason, ha, 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 for some reason, God planned it through the Holy Spirit, some reason you were there and you had the opportunity to talk to them about Jesus. And it just flowed. It just happened. It was like, wow, there was the opportunity. And I, I just, I just, we just started talking about it. It was a God thing. Yes, it was. But until we act out on the love of God, people are not going to see His love manifested. They're not going to see it become real. They're not going to experience the, the, the fact that God's love is real until we act out on it. The God we serve loves people. He loves you. He loves me. And He loves the people we don't know. And He loves the people we do know. And he wants them in his family. They've got a hole in their heart. It can only be filled with God's love. What are you and I doing to help fill the holes in the hearts out here? What are we doing? What are we doing? I need to think about that. We need to take some time to contemplate what we did yesterday and the opportunity we have for today. What are we going to do? People need to know about His love. Will you just take a few moments to think about how you are sharing the love of God with others in your world, others near you? What have you done lately? to show them that God loves them or to help them to understand that He loves them. It doesn't take but just one little conversation and we can help them to know how much God loves them. We need to act out on that love. We need to live it out every day. People need to see it. So my prayer for you is that you will have a newfound courage in sharing God's love. In fact, can I, can I pray for you right now? Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for my friend who is wanting to have that courage, who is wanting their friends to know about who you are and about your love. God, I pray that you would open up opportunities for them to be able to share about your love. Thank you, God, for wanting to use us in this world to spread the message of the gospel. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us on this uh, podcast. I hope that if you have any questions that you'd like to ask, you can just look us up at fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com and get in contact with us. Remember, you matter to God and to us.